Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight I'm going to be catching you up on my trip to Scotland, which I got back from about two and a half, three weeks ago. I had the best time, you guys. I had the best time. It was so awesome. I can't even... Ugh, I can't wait to go back because I mean I got up into the highlands a little um, but I definitely want to go back and get up further you know up to the Isle of Skye and then up to the Orkneys and Shetlands but I had the best time I had the best time um, so since this is a paranormal show I am going to kind of give you the bits of that but just to say that it's gorgeous and the more into the countryside I got of both northern England and Scotland it was just oh, it was amazing and the uh, fishing villages of Fife are beautiful and I just I did you could have just dropped me off and in somewhere in that country or up into the highlands and I would have been fine you could have just left me there <laughs> and I would have been totally content. Um, you know, I went on four tours, uh, day tours out of Edinburgh, and that was awesome. Um, I was really lucky because I had awesome groups. They were they were pretty small. My favorite, if we're being honest, my favorite was the whiskey tour, and the Highland tour was quite uh, very close second. Glencoe and all of that was very close second, but that whiskey tour is definitely my favorite. Um, the thing that I immediately noticed um, in Edinburgh, but more so when I was outside the city, was you could was that I could feel the history literally just bleeding from the ground. Um, it I, I can't even describe it. It was like this overwhelming sense of history and spirits and you could just they were everywhere spirits were everywhere but history the the amount of history on the ground I was walking on was just unbelievable it was palpable it was insane how much of it I felt which I kind of had a feeling I, I would feel it but I did not I was I wasn't expecting it to be quite so strong. I wasn't expecting it to hit me as strongly as it did. Um, I was prepared for what I thought I would feel, but not quite as much as I actually felt. Um, one of the most, one, there are three places that were distinctly, um, well, that stood out to me in terms of that pull, that feeling, the spirits, where I felt them the strongest. Um, there were three places um, that I can. So up in Glencoe uh, was, it was, pow I can't even, it was so powerful. Uh, what I was feeling was just, it like sat in my chest and I'm like, oh, and there were so many, like I could hear the whispering and I, but I could feel when I was in Glencoe, it was more of a feeling of, and we were lucky in that there wasn't a lot of people, there wasn't a lot of tourists, so everywhere we stopped, 
um, you could actually stop for a second and really take it in without having like a crowd of people around you, which was awesome. Um, but in those quiet moments, the amount of feeling that was pressing against me was incredible. I have I've literally never felt anything quite like it. Um, the other place was um, the Kingdom of Northumbria and uh, the, bo the Scottish borders and into um, the parts of England I got to were <laughs> it was those were yes I felt it but there was a lot of spirits present and they weren't they were they were very aware of the people around them like the living around them they were not the majority I'd probably say like 90% of the ones I felt um, were very present they were not a residual haunting going about you know what they were doing beforehand they were very present they were very aware and they were very talkative which was a complete switch from when I was in the Highlands um, so I'm like wow this is crazy and I actually walked by myself a lot around those areas um, that I was in and and then listening to the the tour guide telling us all the history on top of that um, because it was just it was just I can't even it was so crazy how present they were like and how many and how many different like I can't even ex I can't explain it properly all I can say is they were very talkative in that area and they were very much like like talk to me talk to me and then when they weren't saying that they were just talking at me and like it was insane like it was insane how talkative they were and just how around they were and how they were trying to interact with other with the living around them and I do wonder how many other people around me were feeling the exact same things and hearing the things or were they having or if they were feeling it how they were taking that in um, you know was was there more of a feeling instead of hearing them or were they seeing them and not really hearing or feeling them but they could you know see the ghost walking around or you know like how did they perceive what I was experiencing as well type of thing um, the third place that was incredibly strong was the villages of Fife and St. Andrews and I have to say one thing before I get into the paranormal part in my brain even though I had seen pictures of St. Andrews I expected it to be large like to feel like larger you know more city like but it really wasn't it just is this it's just a village like a small town and with a very with like a small village feel to it and it was 
not what I was expecting. <laughs> but, and I had a great time. I had three hours, and I did a lot of that walking around by myself and just really taking it in and um, just looking and learning. And yes, I did get that picture on the St. Andrews golf course because it, I went on a Sunday, so the public allowed to you know go onto the course and everything and it was and I'm not a huge golf fan but it was pretty cool um I also saw Glen Eagle on the on the whiskey tour and that was awesome as well anywho so yes um when we were going through the like the villages of Fife it was a very like you could t so the best way I can describe this is this so I my dad's side of the family is big on fishing and I grew up on the water and I absolutely would be happy as a clam for the rest of my damn life if I could live by the water specifically the ocean but I will take a lake as well so anyway when I was going through these villages along the coast it was the feeling of belonging like you could just leave me there by the water that's where my people are it was the closest I've ever come to matching that home feeling um, that I got when I was in the South Island um, of New Zealand that type of fe feeling of home like oh I belong here this is where I should be and I got that feeling in Fife and um, in Glencoe but especially in fact, and I know it's because of the history and the fishing villages and all of that. I just felt incredibly at home. Like you could have left me there and I would have been fine. Um, St. Andrews, the history is palpable. And you could have left me there as well. Just like you could have left me in the Highlands over in Glencoe. I, I would have been happy it just staying there. I, I felt totally at home. Um, walking around Edinburgh was highlight. I walked everywhere and where I was staying, the hotel I was staying at was literally central to everything. I was right on the Royal Mile and um, so I when I got up every day I just wandered. You know if I didn't have a day tour to go on I just went out and wandered and saw the things that I wanted to see but also just walked around the streets and you know down the closes and and of course 100% I went to the writers museum and it took me a hot minute to find it <laughs> and don't ask why don't ask why but I did find it and um, I had the best time in there I must have spent a good hour if not more in the writers museum I really loved it and if you um, are a reader but especially if you're a writer I would go in there and just look at it because and admire it and read everything they've got up because I had the best time in that writers museum it was well worth the visit and it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to grab from the gift shop <laughs> Because I want to take all of it, but I only had a carry-on. So, for luggage, so I'm like, mm, 
so I I had to narrow down exactly what I really could bring with me and what I could maybe one day just order um, or go back on another visit, which I plan to do. There were two days that I did kind of stay in the hotel because my anxiety was pretty high, so I wanted to just give myself a chance to, you know, kind of calm down and relax. But other than that, I was just out exploring. I was there a full 14 days, so I had a lot of time. Um, one of my favorite places was the Greyfriars Kirkyard. Um, I went in there, before I walked in there, I put all my guards up in my mind, you know, put a energy shield kind of around myself, because I wasn't sure what to expect, so I just kind of went in guarded. I really like that kirkyard. I've never been to a graveyard quite like it, honestly. Um, it's definitely haunted. There's a lot of spirits in there. Um, most of them good. Some of them were very negative. Nothing, nothing darker than, you know, like a dark ghost, but um, definitely some that were not friendly. <laughs> but they have, you know, I love graveyards. I'm not even going to deny it. I love graveyards because I find a peace in them normally. But this was like a very active graveyard. Normally when I walk into a graveyard, it's very peaceful. There's not many ghosts about and so on. But this place is loaded. It is loaded with the dead. And <laughs> you can feel it. If you have any sort of sensitivity to spirits or energy that they give off, you're going to feel it the second you walk through the gates. Just a warning. But it's definitely a unique place and I do suggest paying it a visit if you go to Scotland. So when I was on the whiskey tour, there were only six of us, which was awesome. And we were, we were all very much there for the history and to learn and to experience, which was and you do not always get that on a tour. And our guide was amazing. We had the absolute best time. Um, we made a stop at, he made a special stop, our guide, um, at the yew tree, which is uh, about or older than 5,000 years old. I cannot express to you the amount of history and just it was I can't when I was standing in front of this tree and I was just taking it in I just felt overwhelmed but calm at the same time I can't there's not I can't there is a word for it it just it's not coming to me and I still can't like find the right word but there is a right word anyway my point is I was standing in front of this tree and it was just soaking it in and all of a sudden I felt this like older gentleman um, maybe you know someone maybe in their late 50s or 60s um, a very gentle feeling man and there were others and there was a there were two or three other male spirits around but this one was the strongest and he was just like hanging around the group and um, he, almost like he was peeking over our shoulders like what are you looking at it's a tree 
Isn't it a lovely tree? Do you know the history of this tree? Like he was just checking us out and he went to like through all of us and when our guide was talking about the history of the tree, I could literally feel and see this, um, you know, this older, you know, he must have been, he felt several centuries old, but um, just hanging around at the side of the guide like, yep, that's right. That's, yep, he's right. Like, I, it was so interactive. It was awesome. But I didn't say anything because I didn't want anyone to think I was crazy. But one of the women on the tour with me, she was from Seattle. And, she's, and she had said on the ride back um, uh, from the tour, she's like, yeah, I felt this older gentleman there, like a grandfatherly type. And I'm like, I'm glad somebody said that because I felt that too. <laughs> so she was kind of feeling me the same thing I was it was it was pretty awesome actually um and I was able to talk about it a little more and uh the last tour I took the Fife St. Andrew tour um the I had the same guide and his wife happened to be with him that day and we got to talk a little bit about that and ghosts and spirits and stuff. So it was very awesome it was an awesome experience I did not want to leave when it came time to come home I didn't want to I could have stayed in that country a solid month just exploring and I would have gone you know further north um, but I could have stayed there at least another month I was not ready to go I really hated that I had to leave I really distinctly hated that I was not ready <laughs> so on the way because so in my last podcast and on some of my social media you um, I mentioned how airports specifically gave me anxiety, like a lot of anxiety. Like I almost turned my butt around and got back on the bus in Boston um, before I ever got on the flight to Scotland because the airport was, but you know, I ran into a lot of nice people in the airport who honestly, I felt like someone sent them to me like, okay, she's getting a little too overwhelmed. Let's intervene before she like loses it. Um, and leave the airport but so I was lucky in that regard and I had pretty good flights for the most part so you know the flight from Boston to uh, Dublin was excellent in the same way back um, so I was lucky and I'm forever grateful that I got my butt and I persevered and I you know I managed to work through it because I almost turned around. <laughs> so because of my anxiety on the way home, I kind of shut off the part of me that's sensitive to the spirits and their energy and all of that because I needed to concentrate on keeping me just, you know, even calm breathing, you know, just taking it step by step, you know, okay, you're in, you've, um, gone through, you know, you've got your ticket, you've checked in, you've been through security, um, you know, you're waiting for your gate, then you're on the plane. Like, I had to take it step by step like that, or I would not have, like, my anxiety would have overwhelmed me. So I shut that part of me off that's tuned to the spirit world. I didn't get home until nine something at night. And so, and I did, like, literally, I showered and I went to bed. I washed the airport travel feeling off of me and went to bed.
it wasn't until like two days later I'm like it is so the energy in here is so lively and just crowded that was the first when I finally like came down off the stress travel and just kind of was getting back to east coast time US east coast time from Scotland time I'm like this apartment is so crowded and it was then that I opened my you know my gift back up so to speak and I'm like oh crap I brought a lot home with me <laughs> I brought literally I brought like 12 or 13 goats home with me and not the not bad ones but and there's at least there's still a good six or seven with me. The other ones dispersed, but definitely, there's definitely um, uh, four male spirits ranging in age, and there are a good two or three female spirits that are mid 20s, mid 30s, and one that kind of feels like she's in her. I can't tell. I cannot tell, but it's definitely older. Like. 50s or 60s maybe like she has that type of age range when I feel her um so yeah I've got a gaggle still around me and I feel bad because they were with me the entire trip home and I didn't feel them until two to three days after I got home I feel horrible about it but between the jet lag and um uh, just readjusting to being back home I, I just, I did not, you know, coming down off the stress of uh, airports and everything, I just, I, could, I did not feel them. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, it's crowded in here. And I, they immediately were like, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. And I just feel bad that I didn't realize it sooner. Um, I will keep you updated on, on my experiences with them. And so far, uh, one of them likes to make a lot of noise um, in the middle of the night. And I've had words with him, but he's just like, whatever. I'm just going to keep making noise. I'm like, I need to sleep. Um, I'll keep you updated on that. Uh, right now, none of them, you know, need help with anything. They just kind of came with me and they're hanging out, which is totally fine. I would like to know more about them. So I keep trying with my EVP recorder to get, like, you know, to get try and get a better feel of... Um, if there's anything I can do for them, if there's anything they need. Um, I'm gonna try my black mirror. I'm gonna try to scry in my back black mirror to see if there's anything maybe that can show me um, or anything I can tap into because um, I don't mind them hanging around. It's fine. I just feel like, like they feel fine and like they don't need anything from me, but I feel like I need to know more. <laughs> like, why did you attach yourself to me? Where do you come from? Where did I pick you up? Did, like, you know, and they all feel old. Like, they're, like, they feel ancient. They feel ancient. If there's a one of them that's from anything newer than the 14 or 1500s I'd be shocked they uh, they literally all feel ancient 
So, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know who they are. So, I'll I'll keep you up to date on that journey. Um, I am kind of upset with myself for not bringing at least one of my black mirrors with me. Um, I, and I didn't bring my voice recorder because I was thinking, oh, I could always use my phone. And I did get a couple of videos, but it w it's not the same as like when you have the recorder. So I am kind of upset that I didn't bring either of those things, but next time, next time I'm bringing one of the mirrors, one of the pocket mirrors, and I'm bringing my EVP recorder and probably my, the watch EVP recorder. And if I can, and I'd probably bring the spirit box too. Next time I go, I'm bringing those three things with me at minimum. <laughs> so in conclusion, I had a great time. I want to go back. I didn't want to leave in the first place. I will definitely be tying in a trip to Ireland, Wales, and England into my next trip. But I cannot wait to get back over there and explore and learn the history. And, and before I forget, because <laughs> there's always that one last thing. So there's something else. Like the feeling of the land and the environment and the ghosts around something else is there and some people say would use the word magical and it is magical but there's something else there's something very otherworldly once you get out of the city there's something very otherworldly about scotland and i i cannot pinpoint what that is like there's a constant open portal to just a whole nother like there's a whole nother depth that you, most people cannot perceive and you might feel it every once in a while you might see it every once in a while but there's something very otherworldly about Scotland and I would love to explore that more um, I would love to investigate solely just go out and investigate you know these places where not maybe not a lot of people have tread because they're smaller you know smaller towns smaller villages they're isolated I lo I would love to do that because I can't it's an innocent you have to go there to really experience. like when people say it you know there's something magical there's something different um, because I felt it a little bit too when I was at the airport in Dublin on my way to Scotland like when we were flying over Ireland you could kind of feel that same otherworldliness like coming up um, even as high as we were in the sky you could feel it and um explore more of it so I'm hoping to get over there again very soon but until then I will keep you all up to date on my Scottish ghost situation and um, and if I learn any more or find more and all of that I will definitely go into detail on this podcast and until the next podcast thank you so so much for joining me and have a great evening